You have reached the Every Little Thing helpline. Please stash your question away after the beep. Hey, Flora. It's Kyra calling from Canada. I'm sitting here looking out the window and I'm watching the squirrels grab the uh, peanuts out of the feeder that I've left them. And then they run off and they bury them. And it did occur to me, how do they possibly remember where they buried all those nuts? I just don't get it. How do they remember? Thanks. Hello. Hi, Kyra. It's Flora from ELT. Hi, Flora. You said in your message that you have squirrel feeders. Yes. I thought those were called bird feeders. No, it's not. It's a squirrel feeder because it's down closer to the ground. I don't even make them work for it. I just like to sit and watch them try and pull the little peanut out of the out of the coil. Gosh, you must be their favorite person on the block. Right? We all got to eat. Walk me through a squirrel watching session. Okay, so I'm looking out the window and they're kind of digging in the ground and then they'll put their little nose in that hole and then they'll like pat, pat, pat. And I'm assuming they're burying something there. How much burying are you seeing? Like, is it happening all the time? All the time. Constant. Constant burying. So I got thinking about how can they possibly remember where they all are? Because I don't see them with a little pen and paper and a little map, (laughs) right? I don't know how they do it. Do you know? Well, we found someone who knows. Oh, hi, Kyra. I want you to meet fellow squirrel nut and biologist Michael Delgado. She has dashed just the right expertise to answer your question. Really what my research was about is how and where squirrels would store food and how do they get it back. So we do know. Oh, we know. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. This answer is going to get unburied. Excellent. Because it was driving me nuts. (laughs) Perfect. I'm doing a chef's kiss right now. (laughs) So Michael says cracking the nut retrieval problem is even tougher for squirrels than you might imagine. And that's because a single squirrel can bury 10,000 nuts every fall. No way. And then they move them around all year long. See, they are busy little things. That's all they do is bury nuts. This is basically all they're doing all day is moving nuts around. (laughs) That's it. You know, it's kind of like people check their investments, right? I mean, some people do. That's not my jam. But um, (laughs) but, yeah, so they're managing their caches, moving them around. I'm going to put that nut in a different location and then go back to that location and actually move it somewhere else. This is their job. They're putting their nuts in savings so they can feast on their stash year round. Okay, so so I kind of knew that. But how do they find them? How do they keep tabs on these nuts? Right. So Michael looked into this with the help of some on-campus residents. So just outside my office was a whole you know group of about 25 squirrels that we used for multiple studies. Michael was doing her research at UC Berkeley, where the squirrels on campus are fox squirrels. And she got to know her collaborators pretty well. They all had a file with their name and their pictures, so we knew who was who. (laughs) I swear, some of them recognized me. They would, like, climb on my bicycle when I was leaving. Did she name them or just number them? She definitely named some of them. 
this one squirrel flame. She was one of my favorite subjects. And she was in, I think, every study I did. So she was just this like tough old mom squirrel that was always around. She was kind of bossy and <laughs> territorial. So she was, she was actually sometimes a problem because she would be so into being in the study that she would chase other squirrels away. But she also had this weird tooth. That was how we, we were able to recognize her over the course of many years. I don't know. She was very feisty and um, long-lived because, I, I mean, she was with me for, in my studies for seven years. So she watched them for seven years. Yes. Awesome. During that time, Michael uncovered a lot about the burial process. She found it's way more involved than just dig, 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 pat, pat, pat. Yeah, so first of all, if you watch squirrels bury nuts, you'll see a pretty rigid sequence of behaviors. First, they tend to handle the nut. So they're going to do an inspection, kind of judging, like, is this shell intact? You know, because that would be an, a cracked shell would indicate a nut that might spoil quickly or it might in, indicate infestation. So they'll actually roll the nut in their mouth and paws, sometimes for several seconds. Should I imagine like a jeweler looking at a diamond? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm so cute. Do you think you've seen them do this? Oh, absolutely. Right? And then, and sometimes if they get interrupted, they'll stop. They'll look around and then they'll get back to work inspecting their little nut. Okay, so they've, they've checked them out and made sure that they're worthy of getting buried. And then what? Do they, they, do they have their own territory that they can bury in or do they share it with other squirrels or? Yeah, so they do have territories. They are overlapping with other squirrels. And in terms of size of territory. The longest distance that a squirrel went to bury a walnut in one of my studies was about 130 meters. That's like 400 feet. 400 feet, like about the length of a soccer field. Pretty big for a little squirrel. Yeah. So once they have a nut that passes muster, they have to decide where to bury it. Okay. And that means shopping around for a burial plot. Well, what are they, what are they looking for? It's a decision tree, and there are a bunch of different factors. One seems to be organizational. In her studies, Michael found they bury like with like. Walnuts with walnuts, acorns with acorns. So it's kind of like organizing your pantry. You know, you put your spices in one place, you put your nut butters in another, you've got your baking items in one place, right? Like we tend to organize things by type. No mixed nuts for them, huh, okay. There's a technical word for this. It's called chunking. The phenomenon of chunking is really about organizing things in our memory so that we can retrieve them more easily later. So they chunk all the nuts into the similar places, okay. Yeah, and chunking may help them down the trail, and we'll tell you about that in a minute. Uh, okay. Researchers think another factor they consider when trying to figure out where to bury a nut is how much time it takes to get to the burial spot. So it's really just a kind of a cost-benefit analysis. Like, assuming you've got a really great tree, it's got tons of great seeds, there are other squirrels around. If you go too far away and spend too much time burying that one nut, well, in the meantime, all the other squirrels are also foraging from that same tree. Then that squirrel misses an opportunity to scoop up all the best nuts. Right. But the problem with burying a nut too close to that tree is nut security. Okay. Squirrels are skilled at stealing from one another. There is a lot of theft, but it's reciprocal. So, you know, all of the squirrels are stealing from each other. If they find someone else's stash, that's it. It's gone. Yeah. But squirrels have developed some clever anti-theft mechanisms. 
Like what? Like they'll bury things deeper or farther away. But this is the cutest one. They also pretend to bury nuts. <laughs> so they'll start digging with a nut in their mouth. They'll go through the whole sequence of like the tamping and the covering, and then they'll move on to a different location. So they're trying to psych out the other squirrels. And we know, um, so we did um, a study looking at theft, and we know that a lot of theft happens shortly after a nut's been buried. So they're watching each other. That's hilarious. Psych. <laughs> you can just see them looking, eh? Watching. Oh, he's watching me. Okay. 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 Oh, pat, pat, pat. Okay. I'm liking squirrels more and more. So once a squirrel has found the perfect spot, close to the best seed tree, but not too close, buried deep enough to stave off pirates, but not too deep that they lose valuable harvest time, the squirrel buries the nut. And then they do that over and over and over again, <laughs> thousands of times. Wow. So now they've buried them. Well, how do they find them? Yes. How do squirrels find their buried booty? Michael figured this out through this ingenious experiment. She gave the squirrels on campus nuts, but not any nuts. Oh. Wait, what, do you have a theory? I do. She put a little GPS in them. Very similar. The answer was to um, implant pit tags or microchips. They're just like what's in your pet into hazelnuts. Oh, that's so smart. Because then she could see how many they could find. Yes. So she would observe them, watch them bury the nut, and then she'd go back with her microchip reader to see if that nut ever got retrieved, even like months later. That is so cool. And here's what she found. Only 10% of the nuts she tracked were left behind. Wow. That means 90% were accounted for, either by the squirrel who buried them or by other squirrels who stole them. Wow. Okay, that's impressive. I can't remember where I put my keys every morning. <laughs> so how do squirrels remember where they have buried thousands of nuts months earlier? We're going to find out after the break. Okay, so how do squirrels find all those buried nuts? Do you have any theories? I, I maybe, maybe they smell them. Smell is a piece of the puzzle. It's definitely important. I don't want to downplay the importance of smell. But the nose doesn't know where to begin looking. So once you're in the general area, you can fine-tune your search through smell. But they need a place to start, you know? Yeah. Like a little sign. Woohoo, buried here. That's kind of what they do. Oh. They're using visual cues in the environment, at least to get them in the general area. So like trees, um, benches, just like um, landmarks that like we would use, right? So when you're trying to get somewhere, uh, maybe you have a McDonald's that you know you turn right at. So they've been shown to use landmarks and Michael has a theory that they also use chunking, that by storing all of one kind of nut in one place, it's easier to remember where to find them. Right. So they do have a map then, somewhat of a map with a, you know, like the tree, this tree turn left and then 300 feet. Tiny, tiny paces. Little paces, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I asked about this, like, what do we know of how squirrels are representing this information in their mind? 
if over the course of a year they bury 10,000, like how many nut locations do you think they have in their mind at any given time? That's a great question. I feel like a lot of squirrels live in the moment. And so I have no idea. So there's no there, there's no estimate of like, okay, they probably are keeping 100 nuts in their mind at a time. We really have no way to crack into that little skull and, and <laughs> get them to tell us exactly what they're thinking about. No, that's the issue, isn't it? We can't really ask them. So we don't know exactly how squirrels keep their nuts in mind, but we know their system works. And even when they leave one of their investments in the ground, they're kind of just making another investment. Those forgotten nuts, some of them are going to become trees. So that's really the other part of the squirrel's job. It's not just to bury nuts so they can eat them later. They're planting. They're, they're planting their future generation's food. Cool. I see. I love them more than I did when I started. Thank you. I haven't named any of mine. Maybe I'll watch more closely and see who the bullies are and who the bosses are. And Because I have, I have a little gray one who's pretty fat. I think I would call him Chunky. I think that's perfect. That's a perfect name. Yeah, and I might do a little map myself while I'm watching there and I'll tape it to the window. <laughs> oh, there's one there. There's one there. I'll do little X's and see. Uh, you know what? I don't have that much time in my hand. Good for Michael. <laughs> this episode of Every Little Thing was produced by Stephanie Werner, Emily Foreman, Phoebe Flanagan, Annette Heist, and Flora Lichtman. With help from Nicole Pasulka and Doug Barron, our consulting editors are Caitlin Kenny and Jorge Just. Mixed by Dara Hirsch and Enoch Kim. Scored by Dara Hirsch, Bobby Lord, and Emma Munger. ELT is a Spotify original podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>